Hey guys, it's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. I'm hearing from multiple agents that right now we're seeing a situation where a lot of the owner-occupier buyers have essentially like vacated the market, right? You know, they're, everyone's got this fear of overpaying, especially first-time buyers. So they're stepping back and, and staying home. Uh, and for any of you trying to make sales, that presents a really difficult situation, right? Like how do you sell a house if you've got no one trying to buy it, if all the, the potential buyer market is all dried up? But there is one group, one demographic that is starting to get really active. And that is, of course, investors. Because when the market turns, when prices start dropping, investors suddenly come out of the woodwork. They're like, right, I can finally get that investment property I've wanted for years. Investors in most markets have been literally just priced out, actioned out, hyped out of the market for years. If you've only been in real estate for two, three, four years, you might not have even made a sale to an investor. These people sort of have to step back from the market and then come back when when times change and that's what we're starting to see now and i can tell you from my experience you know working as an agent following the global financial crisis in 2008 that investors were the lifeblood of our business like without investor buyers i don't know if if i would have been able to survive and the reason for that is that when the market is struggling when it's a down market the number one thing you need is offers right like you you need action you need something to happen and the best way to get lots of offers coming in is to get really friendly with investors so right now i think investors are are critical to your success having good relationships with these buyers having a pool of investors that you can submit properties to and, and people that you can talk to and just having people that can help you out there's such a cool value exchange that can happen there and so I thought in this podcast, I'd share a little bit about how to make those relationships work really well for you. Um, some tips to, uh, to to keep in mind when you're working with investors to make sure it doesn't become an absolute time suck for you uh, and to ensure you get the most out of those relationships. So let's get into it. As I mentioned, the number one thing you need right now is offers. And, and the reason I say that is because offers are like lottery tickets, Right. You don't necessarily know which ones are going to win. But if you've got enough offers floating around, if you've got some negotiations happening, then you've got a chance. You're in the game, right? Without those, you've got nothing. You might have listings, but if you don't have anyone offering, that's, that's just a listing. It's not, you, you, you're nowhere without some offers on paper to consider. The other really important thing about offers is they actually educate your owners on current market value. And they keep your owners engaged in the selling process. Even if they're low offers, that's fine. At least it gives you something to talk about, right? The worst thing is when you get to the end of your 90-day agency period and you've had no offers and your vendor's like, see you, pal, you're gone. <laughs> I'm hiring someone else. They've just, if they've had nothing from you, there's nothing more dejecting than having no offers. It's one thing to not sell a house if you've had to turn a bunch of offers down. At least you've given your owners an option to sell, right? But if you haven't had any offers coming at all, you look like a total tool. So offers keep your owners engaged in the selling process. The other incredibly important thing is offers encourage other buyers to take action. Everybody needs social proof, right? So if one of those 
first-time buyers decides to re-enter the market and just starts feeling around and, and they're, they're really scared because they're worried about what prices are going to do and they came into your listing and they say, is there much interest? And you say, well, look, we are currently actually negotiating with an offer right now, but it hasn't sold yet. So if you want to give it a go too, you're absolutely welcome to. How much more encouraging is that to a buyer to hear, oh gosh, someone else likes this house. Oh gosh, maybe we should give it a go. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe this is a cool property. Rather than, oh yeah, we've been on the market two months and we haven't had a single offer. Cool. That does not inspire me to take action if I'm a buyer, right? So that social proof is critical. And that social proof is easiest to procure if you have a solid base of investors who are happy to run around putting in offers on properties. The other cool thing about getting offers from investors is offers keep you busy and engaged, right? It gives you something to do. You're not moping around the office wondering like, when is someone going to call me about this house that hasn't had a viewing in three weeks? Like they just, they give you someone, something to talk about. They give you a chance, like I said before, like a ticket in the lottery. Because without offers, you definitely won't make any sales. I can guarantee you that. And some of these offers, not all of them, many of them will fail, but some of them will actually end up proceeding. If you've got enough offers going on, you will end up making sales. And back to the owner's side, offers really importantly give you something to talk about. If you don't have offers on paper when you're having your review meetings with owners, then when you're giving them advice on what to do, you're just literally guessing. Like, yeah, I think we should make the price, you know, $9.49 because I, I, my gut feel is that'll, that'll sell it. But you don't actually know, right? Uh, whereas when you have offers on paper, you can actually refer to those and say, look, the best offer we've had right now is nine twenty. You guys still want a million and fifty. You know, I think we need to be much closer to where those offers are coming in if we're going to have a chance of selling this thing. So offers give you a reference point that you can talk to. But at the same time, to avoid burnout and frustration, you need to understand the value exchange involved between you and an investor buyer. And you need to approach these interactions with the right kind of mindset. Because otherwise, you could, you could get really frustrated if you just run around dealing with really low, cheeky offers all the time. You just, you're going to burn out, right? So, first key thing to understand is that investors want and need to make lots of offers. It's volume that matters for you and for them. Think about it from an investor's point of view. They've read the Dolph DeRoos books and the Robert Kiyosaki books. And all these books are like, you know, view 100 properties, make offers on 10 of them, one of them might get accepted. Like for investors, they understand and have been taught that it's like a, it's a throwing mud at the wall until it sticks kind of approach. If an investor gets their first offer accepted, they're going to feel like they've paid too much. They fundamentally want to be putting in offers that don't get accepted. Makes them feel like they're driving a hard bargain, right? So it's really important that you understand that as an agent, that most of the offers are going to go nowhere. And that's okay. We just need to get really quick at writing those offers up. You know, ideally, you when you're working with investors, you don't want to be driving over to their house at 10.30 at night, spending hours prepping a, a, an offer form and you know, getting all hot under the collar, hoping the property might sell. You want to be able to just email it to them and be like, hey, here's your standard clauses that you asked for last time. If you could sign that and get it back to us with your price, that'd be great and we can move forward with presenting it to the owner. You need to minimize the time involved in each offer because it's a volume-based thing. The other thing is investors don't want the hard sell. So you need to, as an agent, remove 
your attachment to the outcome. Don't sit there and hope that this is the deal that's going to go through because you'll just end up getting disappointed. Just understand that for them it's a process. They're going to throw enough mud at the wall until something sticks. You don't need to give them a spiel about why they should pay more. Just accept what they want to offer. Get it in front of your vendor and go through the process. There are benefits to the to the exchange too though. Like Investors look at properties dispassionately and they decide quickly and they're really fast to make offers. So when you work with investors, you'll have these very quick 10-minute viewings of properties and they'll be straight up with you. They'll say, yes, that's cool or no, that sucks. Uh, and when they want to make an offer, they'll decide and move fast. It's not like working with owner-occupier buyers where you'll spend an hour and a half at the house and you've got to show all the extended family through and they'll think about it for days and go back and forth. You know, those offers are more likely to go through, but at least with investors, you're, you're just quicker to either get a yes or a no and, and move forward. Here's a really key point that most agents forget. Those cheeky low offers that you're going to get from your investor buyers, they make your future offers look way better, right? So like you've got a property on the market at 949. Your investor comes in, wants to be cheeky, offers you 790. You take that to the owner and you know, justifiably the owner will be like, hell no, we're not taking that. Cool, it's absolutely fine. What happens when the next offer comes in but it's 870. How much better does that 870 look when the previous offer was 790? If that 870 offer had come in and been the first one that had come in in isolation, the owners would be like, that's 80 grand lower than our asking price. How dare they? But if the week before that, they've had an offer at 790, suddenly 870 doesn't look so unappetizing. And it's easier to start a negotiation and get a countersign and move forward. This is like the number one key to where working with investors is really, really valuable because it helps your owners understand that their property is worth different things to different people. And if we lose these owner-occupier buyers, the next people off the rank are the investors and they're way down here. So we need to make the most of this opportunity to work with these 870 buyers. So many agents miss this key point and it's a real shame. And I think a lot of agents miss that key point because they want to protect their vendors, which is understandable, right? Like, oh, my vendors are never going to take that. Don't waste our time. But it's really short-sighted thinking that often in a down market ends up in a situation where you don't get a sale. It's so easy to be super protective, turn away low offers, and then get to the end of your 90 days and have had nothing happen. As an agent, our job is to get as many offers on paper to our owners as we can without any, without putting any pressure on our owners whatsoever to accept those, but just to show them where the market's at, including where the investors are at. Another important part of the value exchange with these investors is that if you can build these relationships the right way, then they'll become clients for life. And that, I can tell you from experience, can lead to huge sales down the track. I had a couple of investors in my career where I ended up selling double-digit numbers of properties for them. One couple in particular would have ended up selling 12 houses for them throughout my career where they started off when I, when I was getting, getting into my sales career, they were buying houses. And then at a certain point, it clicked over to the point where they were retiring. They wanted to free up cash and they started to sell down their portfolio. And since I was their agent of choice, I got to sell all those properties. 
one by one. It was essentially two to three listings each year for a period of five years. So you can build some incredible relationships that will result in huge amounts of business for you if you manage this the right way. So try and understand that long-term value to this exchange that's going on right now. Here's a few extra tips for working with investors to uh, help make it a fulfilling process. Don't get drawn into long discussions on why the investors think your owners should accept less. It's it's part of the challenges. Like an investor will come to the house and they'll tell you, you know, have you seen what happened to the OCR? And have you seen this? And have you seen that? And there's so much on the market right now and the prices are tanking and, you know, give you this big spiel about why your owner wants too much. And you just kind of have to just let that wash over you, take it with a grain of salt and keep referring them back to the facts. Keep referring each side of the of the negotiation back to the price. Cool, I hear you. Bearing all that in mind, where does the price need to be to interest you, Mr. and Mrs. Investor? The same with your owner. Owner will give you all sorts of reasons why they'd never want to take that price. Cool, hey, totally understand. What price would you be comfortable with? Just keep pulling people back to what really matters, which is what they're prepared to pay and what they're prepared to accept. There's literally no point getting drawn into these pros and cons of what the market's going to do or where the market's at or what's going to change or whether the triple cfa is screwing things up or all that jazz it just doesn't matter like all that matters right now is okay where does the price need to be for you to buy it and for your owners okay what price at this stage would allow you to move on with your life the next tip is to get used to the idea and the fact that you're going to write up a lot of offers that don't go anywhere which can seem like quite a hard adjustment if you've never worked with a lot of investors before. But from experience in a hot market, we do know about writing up a lot of offers that don't go anywhere. It's just that normally we're getting, you know, 10, 15, 20 bidders or tenders or offers at a deadline sale from owner-occupier buyers that are going to miss out. But in this market, instead, it's a long, drawn-out process where we might get five or ten offers from investors that go nowhere over a period of 90 days. But hopefully that work creates a situation where either one of those investors comes to the party and buys it, or it attracts a owner-occupier type buyer to get involved through that social proof, and they get involved and buy that property. So it's a similar thing. We're still writing up lots of offers that don't go anywhere. But it's important to, to have that mindset because in a, in a quieter market, you almost get like attached to each offer, right? Like, oh, I haven't had an offer in months. This is my chance. But if it's from an investor, can't get too attached to it. On that note, get used to communicating via email. You don't need to drive to the owner's house and the investor buyer's house every time they want to countersign because chances are you'll be disappointed, right? They'll be 100 grand apart and your investor might go up three grand cool okay great fine (laughs) so you want to just be emailing as much as possible when they're really far apart on price it's going to be a hard slog for you to get that together when they get to the point where they're 10 20 30 grand apart then sure like get in your car go and see them try and get that deal together but when it's 150 grand apart don't hold your breath along those same lines you want to prepare your owners so let's go back to that example of the property that's on at 949 and you talk to one of your investors and they say, yeah, that house looks right. And you say, okay, well, where would it need to be for you to be interested? And the investor says, uh, $790. And you're like, hey, would you be prepared to put that on paper? We don't know unless we try. The investor says, sure, I'll put it on paper. So you get the offer at 790 
when you're ready, you call your owners and you say, hey, look, Mr. and Mrs. Owner, we do have an offer. You're not going to like it. <laughs> so get your rubbish bin ready. I'll come around and see you or I'll email it through or let's jump on and have a Zoom chat and I'll explain it, but I don't want to get your hopes up, right? It's not, it's not a great offer, but it's cool to have an offer and we'll talk about what we can do with it, but we're not going to get your home sold today. Trust me. That might sound weird, but it just is the, I can't stress enough how important it is to manage people's expectations through this process. You don't want to call your owners if, you've, if they've been on the market for two months with nothing happening, say they've, you've got an offer and then go around and see them and drop it on them that it's at 790, 160 grand below their asking price. Because your owners are going to be upset if you do that. It's just not a recipe for success. So you want to prepare them that, hey, look, it is a low offer. We can talk about whether to countersign it or not. But I just want to prepare you that if this was to go anywhere, it's going to take some serious work. And that's totally okay, right? Better to do it, better to do it that way and better to front foot it. Another tip is to take deals to your investors. Be proactive with them. When one of your colleagues has a property that gets a big price reduction, you know, it's been on the market for six, nine, 12 weeks, call your investors up and say, hey, we've just had this property that's been on the market for a while, but I think it's now just getting priced in the market and it sounds like the owners are pretty serious about selling. Do you want to come and have a look? Do you want me to email it through to you? That gives you opportunities to talk to your investors, to build those relationships. And along these same lines, it's really important to build a list in your database of potential investors. Anyone you know that's looking for opportunities like this, have a list of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 of these people that you can call and work through on a regular basis. If you don't know any investors yet, join your local property investors association. When I started in my career, that was one of the best things I did was just to go along to your local property investors association. You'll meet so many wonderful people. You'll meet people that are incredible contacts, not just for making offers on properties, but really hardworking people that are, you know, house washers, valuers, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, builders. And it becomes a, a huge source of problem solving ability for you throughout your career. Next tip is to be thankful for every single offer you get. Don't be a price snob. All the other agents will be price snobs. All the other agents are going to treat investors like trash when they want to make that $7.90 offer. But not you. You're going to respond positively. Hey, thank you so much for wanting to make an offer. That's so cool. Yeah, cool. I'll flick you through the documents. You just sign it and get it back to me when you're ready, and I'll let you know how it goes. Then you prepare your owner. Hey, look, I've got this offer. It's not very good. Trust me. Get your rubbish room ready. But we can talk about it. We can have a chat. We're due to have a review meeting anyway. And let's, let's meet up and decide what we want to do. Try and get a countersign if you can. Look, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I know it's a crap offer. Where would it be need to be for you to accept it? You know, maybe that's 9.30, 9.35. Cool. Let's just put that on paper and go back to them. I'm happy to chase it. It might not go anywhere, but let's at least give it a go. Just start that process off. And then you go back to your investor, say, hey, cool, thanks so much for your offer. The owners really appreciate it. Um, they've countersigned it at 9.35. What do you want to do? And the investor will probably say, I'll go to 7.95 or I'll go to 800. And you can just keep chipping away at that if you want to, or you can let it just sort of sit there. Most of these offers will go nowhere. But I can tell you, you're far better off to have offers coming in and have something to talk to your owners about. 
And above all, when the next offer comes in and it's at 860 or 880 or 890, it's going to look so much better because you've been through this process with the investors to establish where that investor price in the market is. Always keep in mind, isn't it great to have an offer? Isn't it good to have something to talk about rather than calling up your vendors and saying, hey, look, sorry, nothing to report. No one through this week. No one through last week. No one booked to come through next week. Hope something changes soon. (laughs) That is not a good place to be. And lastly, I've certainly always found that work creates work. And it's weird how this this happens. But if you have been in real estate for a while, you might have experienced this where just having a listing creates other listing opportunities. Having a property on the market, suddenly you start getting appraisals. You might have been quiet for months, but work creates work, right? You're out and about. You're meeting people. You're chatting to people. You're positive because you've got something to do. Work creates work. One way to generate work is to get offers on paper from investors who, in my opinion, are one of the absolute keys to success in a market like this. Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.